Hey, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Rambling Viking Podcast. Today we're going to do a little recap on the NBA restart and how political it has ended up being. But before we dive into all that messy muck, I do want to say um, we did receive an email from our NBA heist series. So it's from Rachel. She said that she finished the series, she really enjoyed it, and her picks... Um, our Bucks, Lakers, Clippers, Thunder, and Jazz, um, she, she thinks is who has the, the chance of pulling off the big one this year. However, she says that the Jazz would be the first team to get caught and everyone will be put in jail. <laughs> um, she says she also likes the idea of going back to um, past teams and um, breaking them down and doing NBA high series on past teams. Specifically, she harps on the Jordan Pippen Bulls, so the 90s Bulls, uh, Lakers with Shaq and Kobe. Um, and then she um, actually then she follows up with a good suggestion of saying classifying a heist within their specific era versus um, and then doing it in their era and then in our era, which would actually be an, add an interesting dynamic. Um, and then compare which era they would have better chances in. Hmm, I like that. So with that being said... Um, if you haven't listened to the NBA High series, go check it out. It's pretty good. I, uh, or <laughs> of course, I think it's pretty good. Well, it was a lot of fun. I'll say that. Thinking of the NBA teams in the bubble in a little bit different light, but also keeping it framed with you know the big one being the championship and kind of uh, correlating the two. So pretty interesting series. Uh, you definitely want to start at the beginning just to at least get the the framework and the terminology that we used. Now, the first couple episodes are rough because they're uh, bottom-tier teams with a lot of no-name players, so it's not that interesting. So I wouldn't blame you for just listen, getting the framework, stopping the episode, and skipping ahead to the episodes that you only like. Because once you have the framework and the terms, you'll be able to just go listen to whichever one you want. But I think it's fun to... I think it's cool. We work through from the lowest rank to the top-ranked teams, and it's a lot of fun. <clears throat> And Rachel, thanks for the email. Really appreciate it. Look forward to more emails as you continue to listen. So, moving on. Um, and if anyone else wants to send me an email, it's theramblingviking at gmail.com, or you can at me on Twitter. I'm not as active on that, but it's, uh, rambling, it's at rambling.viking on Twitter. No, the on Twitter, but it's there in the email. So, shoot me an email with any and all thoughts on anything. I um, would love to hear uh, your ideas and input. So with that being said, we are now almost a week. Oh uh, yeah, no, we're I think a week to the day into the NBA season, almost halfway through the restarted NBA season. So should be pretty darn interesting. To I think we've gotten a decent body of work. Yeah, we're exactly um, a week in. So <clears throat> we've seen how what play has been like, and I actually think it's been pretty well done. And we've seen now in consecutive days no positive uh, coronavirus cases um, among the players and staff, so that's really, really good. We have seen some, of course, naturally some injuries that I don't think are related to time off necessarily, but I think it's just your typical injury risk. And it's been a lot of fun having multiple basketball games every day to watch, and especially when it comes to the close seeding race in the West, both in the 7 through 
four, potentially three seed, um, having a lot of potential for movement, but then also then the eight through, what is it, 11 seed having having movement. And I, there's been so many interesting developments. And then when you have guys, for instance, who have had to maybe leave the bubble for personal reasons or um, then that adds another interesting dynamic because they're down a player for a week or so, which, by the way, being down a player for a week in this, I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, you know, he'll only be gone a week. Then I realized this this restart, this eight-game restart is only two weeks long. So it's like being a week gone, you missed half the game. That's four games that you could potentially miss. I was like, that's a big deal, especially if your team is really trying to get into the playoffs. So... Um, it's pretty interesting. We'll do a quick recap of where everyone's at right now, and uh, I'll maybe give my quick predictions, and then we'll kind of jump into uh, the main thing that I want to talk about today, which is a another variable that is new to the... It, you have the bubble, obviously, but you have basketball, and it's all proceeding as normal, and then we have this interesting um, political angle that has been added uh, to everything, and more so than I would like, and it feels like at times it's being jammed down our throats, and I don't appreciate that. So, let's pull up these standings. There's some not-so-surprising ones, like, guess what? The Wizards probably aren't going to make it. They're still they're six games behind. Um, so they're, they're just playing. Those guys are just playing for a roster spot. Lakers have it locked in at number one. Um, interesting talk. So let's talk about the, the play, eight seed for the West. So you have the Grizzlies at 32 and 37. The Trailblazers hot on there. Hot on their tails, 31 and 38. So, and it's going off of win percentage, so 46.4% versus 44.9. Uh, but really, they they win one game, and they're tied with the Grizzlies. And then you then you have the Spurs and Pelicans at 29 and 38. So, two games back from that, they're still within that potential four-game threshold. But they would need to do better than Portland to get that play-in game. And then you have the Suns at 29 and 39 and the Kings at 28 and 39. So I think the Suns and Kings are effectively out of it. So you have this interesting three-team race between the Trailblazers, Spurs, and Pelicans. It's interesting to see how it unfolds. I actually, as of late, think that so the, so the Pelicans they lost their first two and then they won their last one. The Spurs have split. They played four games and they've split. They've gone. They won the first two, lost the last two. Trailblazers have flip flops. So they won, lost one, and they're playing their fourth game today. And the Pelicans, I believe, are playing their fourth game today. I have actually my confidence has waned in the Pelicans. I think with these restrictions on Zion's minutes and then playing the the long long game with him in his career. He that they're not too upset if they don't make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to force the issue heavy enough to make the playoffs. And with how well Portland has been playing, so Memphis has lost all four of their games. I didn't realize that. So they're kind of doing unfortunate things there, and they may just fall outright out of the eight seed. But you'd still have to have the Spurs and or Pelicans, one of those two, then beat them out. To get to the nine seed, and you can have the Trailblazers in the eight seed, and then you have an interesting play-in series. But nonetheless, I, I, I'm going to make a bold prediction that the Pelicans miss the playoffs, and I think the Trailblazers will probably hop into the eight seed, and then you might see the Spurs sort of sleeper everybody and make it be close enough to 
for the play-in game. And so you'd have the Spurs Trailblazers for the play-in eighth seed. And then looking at the other ones, so you've got the Clippers and Nuggets are the half-game difference. So 45-22 and 22 for the Clippers, 45-23 and 23 for the Nuggets. Oh, another bold prediction before I move on. I almost forgot. I'm going to make a prediction that if Zion doesn't drop mm, 25 to 30 pounds off of his frame, that long-term his career will not be sustainable. And within five years, you'll see some major injuries that will cause long-term problems and and could potentially derail his career. Um, That's just my prediction, and I know there's been a ton of talk about his weight from all around the stuff, and it's not that I'm saying he is overweight. I am saying that his frame and current weight are not sustainable for his style of play, that being the a guard style of play a lot of hard cuts a lot of fast movements a lot of jumping a lot of landing it's not it would be different if he was a true post like a tim duncan say or you know an larger one where you're playing down low you're banging around you can you're not making as a it's not as of explosive type movements and so i i foresee trouble in the future because playing like that, playing on the hardwood. I mean, he blew out the shoe in college and just sprained his knee. Thank goodness that's all it was. But I I think that if something doesn't change in the next year or so, that there's going to be some serious problem. I I really have semi-flashbacks to Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose was an as-revolutionary player, but he was full-blown MVP, like superstar on the rise. ACL goes out, and then other ACL goes out later, and now he's kind of making a surge to a comeback, but it's just kind of one of those careers where it's like, hmm, like they'll probably eventually make a 30-for-30 about him. So that's my bold prediction is that I don't see – I don't see sustainability in with his frame, weight, and style of play, those three, how they are right now um, with Zion Williamson. It's not now, I would love for him to prove me wrong, but I'm just, <laughs> I just feel like the the odds are not in his favor right now, and that's what concerns me. So, because I don't want to see anybody's career fizzle out like that. We obviously want to see him explode, become the next LeBron James, and it's awesome because then it's like, as LeBron James is segueing out, maybe in the next. Four or five years, who knows, though, how long that guy's going to play. You're going to see the the next generational player being ushered in. So that's pretty cool. Anyways, Clippers-Nuggets, it's a difference of one in the loss column, the same number of wins at 45. And then you have the Jazz, 43 and 25, just a couple games back from the Nuggets. Thunder, 42 and 25. Rockets, 42 and 26. And then the Mavericks at 41 and 29. So... Four through seven could see total movement, and it's interesting because every game really counts pretty hard. Not that you have a true home court advantage, but I still think matchup-wise, you it, when does it ever hurt you? You'll keep home court advantage longer if you're a higher seed, meaning if you're one through four seeds, you could keep it longer depending on how the one, two, and three seeds. If you're the four seed, depending on if they win or lose in the first round, you could potentially still have home court advantage, but that's to be seen. Nonetheless, you want that home court advantage, at least because I think in the playoffs, every little thing is going to count. And so having your home music, your announcements, um, your fans, even though they're virtual, but you still have the artificial crowd noise in your favor, on your sides, and all the the in-game chants and things on your side. And I think that's going to be crucial. So... Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah, so let's shift. Oh, I guess we can look at the East. Does anyone really care though? The Bucks have the one seed secured. Um, the Magic and Nets seven and eight. They could jump around, and then outside of that, uh, really your three through your 
your three through your six seed. So the Celtics, Heat, Pacers, and 76ers could all jump around right now. They all won their last game. So, um, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. There's nothing really interesting outside of the Heat being better than expected. But that's just shit. Props to Eric Spolstra and what they've done down in Miami. I mean, no words. And the Sixers being underwhelming, but that that was already an ongoing story. So. Let's jump into the side that has really pushed me away from enjoying NBA games as much as I could. And that is the level of politics that are being pushed. Now, obviously, if you've listened to my podcast before, you know my leanings, right? I'm pretty um, pretty heavily conservative, libertarian-minded, but all in all... That aside, my general premise around sports specifically is, and and life too, is that you need things outside of sports or outside of politics. You need things that are apolitical, that don't really have politics inserted. And if they are, it's very minute and it's on an individual personal level, not on a league or team level. Meaning the players can be political if they want to, and but it's... But I don't like a lot of intersection of that with the sport itself, meaning it's like if I sit down to watch a football game, I just want to see football, right? And I think it's it, it's well it's like well understood knowledge that like you need to from anything, you generally need a break and need to be able to step away, right? Like you need leisure activities in your life. And so the same is true for when you're thinking about, you know, if you're in the news and in politics every day, which it's so prevalent now and heavy, it's such a burden that it's like now more than ever, especially with the COVID stuff, we need escapes from that. And sports got paused. Sports is the longtime cultural escape from day-to-day stuff where you can go, you can be away from it, you can just relax and enjoy. You can let go of the burdens and chains and hardships of life for an hour, two hours, six hours if you're watching NASCAR um, <laughs> or baseball and just just enjoy, have a good time. And it's important to be able to unplug. And so everyone was really excited and the NHL and NBA are like kind of in the MLS are we're you know are on the forefront of like hey restarting like sports are back basketball is back and everyone's really really excited now going into this given everything that's happened we've already heard that there was going to be um you know you have the black lives matter which you guys already know my thoughts and feelings on that you have black lives matter on the court and i was like oh don't don't really like that, but um, it's it's only a visual cue, and so it's something that you know the logos fade on the court, and I'm really watching the play, and I can live with that. And then then it's a social justice approved social justice messages on the back of jerseys, which turns out just makes it really confusing if you for for the lesser known players, unless you really know a player by their look, and <laughs> you're trying to figure out. And I'm glad they finally put the last names below on there, but it's it makes the jerseys really busy. And even then, though, I could still look at that and be like, look players want to put something besides their name on their jersey that's fine i think it's cool that the international players put it in their native tongue so that's 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 pretty cool um some of the phrases like group economics i kind of scratch my head and question i do like the ones that say vote because now with their last name it'll say something like vote caruso vote Millsap, and so now it's a it's (laughs) this is sarcastic but it's a their own campaign slogan so it'd be like yeah i'll vote for you um but even even that, even that, I'm willing to be like, oh, okay, if we're gonna do this, that's fine. I don't, 
I still don't like it necessarily. And then, of course, um, but then it became, all right, or warm-up shirts say Black Lives Matter. Everyone kneels for the anthem. And then, oh, by the way, the commentators are going to insert political talk and social justice-type talk randomly in, during the middle of game to reference this to, make, to bring awareness to the subject. And we're going to have certain, um, I guess you want to call them commercials, ads, promos, whatever, um, between, you know, going in and out of timeouts and things like that. Oh, and post-game pressers, sideline reports with coaches are also going to include social justice type questions or, you know, or broaden it, political-esque questions, meaning you're not asking about the game that is literally going on or just happened. You're going to ask me about my uh, politics. And that's those steps, taking all of those steps together and doing all of that together is where you have lost me. That's where, I, guess what, I'm, I'm so, conf- I'm, but I still have such a need for sports and enjoy basketball. Guess what? I'm still watching. I'm not one of those who's turned it off, but man, I... I'd rather watch it on mute. I don't like, I don't, it's one thing to have certain, maybe some of the visual cues. You have something on the court, you have something on the jerseys. That's fine. But then it's like, okay, your warm up shirts are that it's, it's just, it's adding, but it's not bad. But then it's when you, when you add the audio cues into it and you pull away from the game itself so much so that it's like in the middle of a game, Doris Burke made a comment about a Barack Obama's eulogy speech for John Lewis. And she's like, did you hear it? It was so great. And I'm just thinking, look, commentators get sidetracked and that's fine. But like for a lot of people, you watch the news or you hear or, or you just keep up with it. And it's like, so you hear politics, politics, politics. And it's like, all right, cool. It's watching basketball. And guess what? They're now referencing the politics. And it's like, for me, I just went, no, let's, they're literally in the middle of a possession right now. Let's talk about, let's talk about the defense being played on so-and-so, or let's talk about the number of turnovers that they have, but like stay relevant to the topic. And then certain players talk, say, oh, I'm only going to answer, answer social justice questions in post-game, conference, uh, post-game pressers. It's like, no, why? They want to ask you about your performance out there. What just happened? If you went off, if you didn't go off, if you struggled, if the game was back and forth, it was close, you hit a game winner. I don't know, but like those are relevant questions. I, some Really, I guess my mindset is like within those, for basketball specifically, within those 48 minutes, keep them as sacred as possible. If you want to put a logo on the court, I guess even on the jerseys or like a lot of times, you know, players have for a long time written things on their shoes. They've, you know, they've done, they've done their own personal, they've worn wristbands, done certain things. Totally fine. Totally fine. Especially on an individual level, you go ahead. But when you have this full team backing and league like initiative where it's not just like, Oh, we support your ability to do this, but like we are going to just bring all this in, especially Two, when you fall on the other side of things, meaning to to get into, I guess if you want to call it partisan or maybe just uh, poli- if you want to get into sides, it's like I, a lot of this specific messaging things, I personally my politics disagree with or I'm not for, It's it, it then takes it to another level where it's like, oh, but really, I want to harp on the point that that's not what this is about. I'm not upset at this because I don't agree with the politics being pushed. I wouldn't want them being pushed if it was coming from my side of things. I wouldn't want that. I don't like politics being pushed into sports and inserted into sports. Oh, yeah, baseball started back up too, and they're doing the same thing. And it's just like, no, 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 no. If you want to do some pre or some post or 
whatever, that's fine. But don't just just layer it in the middle and throughout. It's exhausting. Because you know what I want to do? I want to sit down. I want to uh, grab a drink, grab some food, sit there and watch basketball, enjoy basketball. We're talking about basketball. And for 48 minutes, 48 minutes, can we just solely focus on basketball or solely focus on whatever sport being played and 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 just stick to that so i am it is i don't know the word right now because i'm just frustrated i guess it's it's very frustrating to see um you know how there was a big kick at one point when people talk about don't shove your don't shove your religion down my throat or don't shove your beliefs down my throat and i'm sitting there and i was like you know i can kind of see it it definitely felt like that at times well that's what's happening here is don't shove these politics down my throats using sports as the avenue because guess what you're ruining sports for a lot of people and apparently the ratings are proving as such because with how we've been without sports at all for so long all the sports that are restarting should see sky high um, ratings, but they're seeing subpar ratings. And why is that? Well, uh, initially, of course, everyone wants to say, well, it's because of all this um, political messaging that's going on. And I don't know, that may be true. There could be a number of other factors, though. And so I'm not going to jump to any conclusions here, but I don't see why it couldn't play a part. I mean, you've definitely seen plenty. I've heard of plenty of people who are outspoken. Trump has definitely made his two cents known. And I've heard of plenty of people that are outspokenly like against like, hey, this is too much. And that's really what my message is here is like, it's not necessarily that. I mean, frankly, if I could have it my way, I'd say, no, keep it. Keep those 48 minutes sacred. Do if you want to do something in the pregame show, if you want to do something in the postgame show, but keep those 48 minutes sacred. Keep them, and not necessarily in the postgame presser, but I don't know what I'm getting at. Really, I just don't like it. Keep it, try and keep it as sacred as possible. And sure, if you want to slap a, a logo on the court, um, not necessarily giant flipping letters that are the biggest thing on the court, but a, a logo or put it somewhere, I don't know. Uh, that's fine. You know, do what has been done where it's, it's there and it's subtle and you'll see it and they might touch on it, but I don't need to see, it doesn't need to be as common as, you know, you're hearing about it just as much as you're hearing about how much, how many points so-and-so has scored or stat lines for certain guys. Like I just, it's exhausting. And I just I just think it's overkill. I think it's overkill and think it's overcompensating. And people may disagree with me because they may say, look, these are serious issues. But the other problem I have with this, though, is that a lot of times when you do, when they do come out politically, I think regardless, once again, of coming at it from a factual standpoint, they, they miss the mark and they get it wrong. Like, for instance, they zoomed in on someone's shoes who had Rayshard Brooks written on him. And if you don't know about the Rayshard Brooks shooting, I'm not going to dive into it too deeply, but that one was a totally justified shooting. He wrestled away, he wrestled, fought the cops off who were totally cordial and just said, hey, now I'm going to have to cuff you. And then he he jumped him and he tased one, stole a taser, started running away and tried to shoot them again with the taser. And then so then they fired their weapons. And in Atlanta, um, it has been uh, it has been said on record that tasers are considered a deadly weapon. And or at least fall into that category. And so it's like totally within their rights. And when you look at all of the facts, all of the videos and everything, you see, that wasn't an injustice by any means. Yes, someone did die. And I'm not okay with that. But 
as um, to reference Ben Shapiro here, he or at least the way he puts it is he says, look, in the world of policing, you have good shoots and bad shoots. Good shoots, not meaning that it's good that they shot them, but that they were justified in doing so. They were within the law and no laws were broken and it wasn't negligent or anything like that. Bad shoots, meaning there was negligence, some law was broken, they need to be fired and or prosecuted and go to jail for, and for the crime committed by the cops. I'm talking about the cops here. That one wasn't doesn't fall into the category of like a wrong police shooting by any means. And so it's just like, good job, but you need to go educate yourself on the situation. That doesn't, and so it's the other dangerous thing is I think we have, we see it's falling into some groupthink and groupthink is very dangerous. And so, because you have instances like that where people are, you know, Rashard Brooks, he, we need to stand up for him. Why? He was a criminal who fought off cops, tased one, and tried to tase the other while running away and broke all sorts of laws and um, needed to go just go to prison, but then made choices to then bring about the end of his life through just means by the police. There's no, and if you disagree with me on that and want to talk about it, we can talk about it, but the facts are very clear and laid out. <sighs> but I'm just tired um, you know, because of the state of the world right now with COVID and all the riots and protests and things like that. And of course the election coming up, it's like, that's a lot to take on. It's like, we need some sacred escape and that should be the restarted sports. But guess what? Particularly in basketball, it's not. And it's just, it, it stinks really is what it is. And I, I'm not a fan. Um, I, now I'm still watching currently and probably still watch, still will watch, but I have seriously considered not just keeping up with scores or watching highlights because I just I might there's a strong chance by the end of this I might just start watching on mute though because I don't want to hear any of the nonsense I just want to see the game played out and that's that's kind of my take on this whole situation. So I think. I think the politics are taking over the sports and it's not healthy for us. It's only going to make things worse in our current culture and society. And it's like, come on, we need to try and, and I want, we need to try and come back together in some form of unity. We don't have to agree on everything, but we do need to have a basic respect and understanding of each other. We're all Americans here. We are all trying to make a better world. We may disagree on the exact specifics of that. But that's fine. That's We can agree to disagree and try and come to common ground because that's usually going to cause the most good for the most amount of people because you have people on both sides of the issue who think that this is the way or that is the way. And um, generally the right way for the most amount of people is in between those because you're not going to get everything you want, but you might get some of it. So I'd love to know your th- thoughts and takes on uh, the how – the sport, the sports restarting and how political they are. If you think it's overly political, if you think it's not enough, if you think it's too much, I don't know. Do you mind it? Do you, can you just tune it out? Or uh, where do you stand on all this? Love to know your thoughts. It's the rambling Viking at gmail.com or find me on Twitter at rambling Viking. Um, would love to know any and all thoughts, but anyways, that's where I'm gonna wrap it up today. That's enough rambling on this. Um, if I was, if this was a one long tweet, I would end it with rant over or steps down from soapbox. 
So thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Please share this around. Go check out NBA Heist if you haven't, or if you're um, wanting to know more about Star Wars Universe, go check out all of our Star Wars uh, talk episodes where we um, I uh, I don't do this, but I get educated on the deeper things in Star Wars beyond just the movies and talking about lore and history and canon, what's not canon, did, how what Disney has done since they had it. It's pretty interesting stuff. So uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, <clears throat> Hope everyone has a wonderful rest of the day and or week. We'll see you next time.